Hello and welcome to another episode of At Any Rate. I'm your host, Tracy Allen, Head of Agricultural Commodities Research at JP Morgan. And today I'd like to talk with you about agricultural supply-side vulnerability and the broader challenge of global food security. Just last week, the Indonesian government surprised the market with a ban on edible oils. Primarily, the ban was really focused on the likes of crude palm oil, which can be found in everything from soaps to vegetable oils, resins, and and a myriad of, of cosmetics, other products. It is a very widely used global vegetable oil uh, and one that is primarily produced in Southeast Asia. And it was a very interesting development for agricultural markets and commodities more broadly because it was one of yet another string of international exporters looking to ban the export of, of primary natural resources and primary products and happening at a time when the prices of these products are already at historically high levels. And what we're seeing here certainly is a number of governments looking to respond to domestic food price inflationary challenges and broader inflationary challenges that are being driven by the hiking commodity prices in aggregate uh, as a means of reducing export flow, theoretically improving domestic stock availability and reducing domestic price pressures for their local constituents. The broader challenge, however, for the international markets is that, of course, you you then have even broader supply-side dislocations more globally uh, that filter through uh, to higher price levels on an international basis. And this was just yet another example uh, of the vulnerability that agricultural supply chains are currently facing in the current environment of very, very dislocated trade flows that are are already coming out of the Black Sea and particularly an indefinite closure of exportable cereals and also vegetable oils out of Ukraine currently. Food security is a a topic that we are reading about day-to-day discussing around the breakfast table. It is uh, an increasingly frequently used term becoming commonplace to all of us, dealing with the the rising price of our daily staples that are influencing so much of our our consumption. And unfortunately, we don't see an end to this current environment of food price inflation and hiking underlying agricultural prices. Now, on, on the one hand, whilst we are moving into the growing season for the spring crops, certainly through Europe and, and the US, We must also be very, very cognizant of a lot of challenges to that supply response. Certainly one of those being weather with a lingering La Nina that is bringing adverse weather and the other being the extensive hike in fertilizer prices. More acutely, however, the crops in Ukraine, certainly corn and rapeseed, a lot of other spring crops, including oats, are currently being planted. Corn production in Ukraine is very, very subjective this year. And of course, farmers are are out planting these crops, uh, taking significant risks to their own safety. And it's happening at a time of, of increasing domestic food security in Ukraine. From a global market perspective, however, Ukraine is the fourth largest producer and exporter of corn and exports of their bulk agricultural commodities are largely locked out of 
global export markets. Certainly port zones remain closed and the stocks of both wheat and corn at port zones are increasingly vulnerable uh, given the intensity and increasing southern uh, areas of the conflict across Ukraine currently. So right now we are in a, in a period where the market is very closely watching planting progress, not just in Ukraine, uh, where so far the corn planting progress has been slow, but not out of expectations. But we're starting to turn our attention slowly to the US, where currently the impacts of La Nina, which has really been lingering over the last, uh, certainly the last 18 months to two years, is really becoming increasingly prominent. The guidance from NOAA is currently that La Nina will persist now through the summer, through the Northern Hemisphere summer, and has equal chances really of dissipating into the autumn. This suggests that over the coming months, it is most likely that we would be in an environment of persistent drought through much of the Southern Plains of the US, and which is equally has, has already embedded itself certainly very extensively and acutely across West Texas, which is a major growing region, certainly for cotton, winter wheat, which is already suffering and is, is in terms of its ratings currently is at the lowest level in over 35 years. Going forward, however, the cooler conditions that are brought by La Nina in the Northern Plains and very often slightly wetter conditions through much of the Midwest are also starting to have a bearing on the pace at which US farmers are able to plant their crops. And it's certainly been a slow start because of those cooler temperatures and, and cooler soils, which are really not favorable for germination. So whilst agricultural markets are trading at historically high levels, and we already have a situation where the, the UN FAO food index for April hit record high levels and, and in fact surged by the most ever in the month of April, it does look apparent to us that the most likely direction of travel here is, is higher. Both the supply side challenges that farmers are, you know, are facing even ahead of their planting season um, are also being compounded by very elevated costs of production. So if weather's not enough to contend with, um, a three to three and a half fold increase in fertilizer prices year on year uh, are just another factor let alone the, the hike in, in energy prices as well. And it's very important to note that the unfolding situation in European energy use and European energy transition away from a reliance on Russian gas is having not only a pronounced impact on food markets and inflationary impacts, but specifically for agricultural commodities, the primary impact is being felt via fertilizer prices. The current ban on exports of fertilizer out of Russia are impacting the availability of fertilizer globally. But from, from the point of view of a more long-standing issue, in our view, we see the reduction in reliance from Europe, uh, particularly on, on Russian gas, is likely to drive a sustained hike in global natural gas prices of course, natural gas being the primary input to ammonia production, which is the main input into urea production, the fertilizer that's most commonly used to improve the yield vigor of crops like corn. 
And from that point of view, the, the more than threefold increase in fertiliser prices that we've seen year on year is something that for our mind is very much likely to be sustained here. And so this suggests to, to us, given that the rest of the world is trying to take advantage of the arbitrage that's currently open uh, for liquefied natural gas flows moving into continental Europe, means that regional natural gas prices are also very, very strong. Uh, again, driving up the input costs for fertilizer production. So this for our mind is not only an issue to contend with at this current point in time, growing these spring crops through 2022, but it is of more of a longstanding nature that agricultural producers are going to have to contend with over the coming years as global energy supply chains and as the global energy balances starts to transition and shift. So this in our mind is a really structural factor that we need to be um, quite aware of and one that at least for my mind, in an environment of historically tight agricultural inventories uh, is something that is going to continue to drive food prices to remain at, at quite elevated levels. We certainly don't think we've seen the peak of food price inflation just yet. The UN will, will certainly release their April edition of the food price index, we believe on the 6th of May on Friday next week. We're looking for uh, yet another increase. And up until recently, you know, we've certainly seen a very, very strong surge in the likes of vegetable oils uh, being the driver behind much of the increase in the in the index over the last 12 months going forward um, this ban that certainly indonesia has has placed on its palm oil exports um, is certainly something that continues to fuel oil seed prices and vegetable oils higher here but equally we must acknowledge that the supply chains of corn globally and certainly equally wheat remain very very much constrained here particularly in an environment of what appears to be a very much a, a lingering situation for La Nina. So a couple of ways to tackle this. From the point of view of the consumers, we do see that the back end of the curves, the back end of the futures curves are trading at far more attractive levels given the backwardation that we see there currently. And they, there are interesting opportunities to, to look where possible at taking some coverage on board. The market setup currently is, is very much one um, of a fundamental nature with a very heavy commercial position. Nonetheless, it does appear to us, though, that across commodities generally, specifically agricultural commodities, that the position of investors in these markets is still quite light. And certainly with respect to agricultural commodities, the underlying length or number of contracts to the long side that are held by investors are still well below levels that we saw at the peak of those, those contracts in 2021. In aggregate value terms, however, agricultural markets open interest value in general is close to an historical high that we saw earlier in 2022. So there is certainly no shortage of risks across agri-commodities. The, the latest ban in Indonesia is yet another example of governments trying where possible to manage food price inflation and, and perhaps in many cases actually driving that inflationary impact even higher. Very often when we do see the likes of bans come into play and shortages affecting the, the supply chains 
you know, we do typically see the market respond and, and move very aggressively to the upside. That has been the case thus far. Over the next few months, the weather is very, very critical. We will continue to keep you abreast of any developments, uh, certainly across the, the, the Enzo and the evolution of La Nina, which feels to be in place and, and very sticky here, and a factor that is, is going to be very important to monitor, certainly for the likes of the US yields and the ability of the, of the market, both in the US and more broadly in, in Europe and elsewhere for that matter, to, to really look at um, bridging the supply gap. The longevity of La Nina is equally weighing on the prospects for Brazil's Safrinha corn crop, which is still growing uh, and, and areas of central Brazil are starting to become increasingly dry. And from a fiber markets point of view, West Texas is the leading production region in the US for cotton, a market that is currently very, very tight, moving from the old crop into the new crop. Equally, a market that's very much driven by demand and one that is slightly opaque in the current environment, certainly of widespread lockdowns in China and risks to growth on the downside across European markets. So with that, there is certainly no shortage of risks across agricultural markets and plenty to discuss. Thank you all very much for listening to this edition of Commodities JP Morgan Markets at Any Rate Podcast. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you next week. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2022, JP Morgan Chase & Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on April 29, 2022.